Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy you've tuned into the show. Whether you have listened before or you're brand new, I'm so grateful for you. You have no idea. And this episode is brought to you by my Become Aligned course. And podcasts are amazing. And I know that you know that because you guys all listen to them. And I do too. And sometimes they are not necessarily enough because while we're listening, sometimes we're passively listening and we're not actively listening. So the reason that Chris and I, Chris is my husband, the reason we've created this course is because we get asked so many questions outside of the podcast on how we started living the life that we live now, a life of happiness, of abundance, of really understanding that life is always full of problems every single day, but there's always a solution. And how do we shift back into a mindset that's going to keep us happy, keep us together, keep us successful, and keep us in thriving relationships. And that is what 
our Become Aligned course is about. You guys, we cover everything from mindset to the rituals that we do every single day. We talk about different energy sources that's really going to provide you with lasting energy. We talk about your purpose and what that actually means, what it is, and how it's ever-changing. We're going to tap into your beliefs. We're going to show you how to build a tribe to support where you're going. And we're definitely going to talk about wealth, abundance, money, all of the good things and how to sustain all of this. Because while, like I said, podcasts are absolutely awesome, you don't necessarily sit down and actually write out a plan for yourself. Because as much as I can sit here and tell you on the podcast what we do and how much, how many different people that I can interview, it's important that you actually learn how to apply these things in your own life. So if you've been listening for a while and you are ready to go deep and you really want to get some direct training and be able to dive into your life and yourself and your mindset, this is the course for you. I don't know about you, but I absolutely have points in my life where I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes I hit walls where I don't necessarily feel happy anymore and I haven't sat with myself long enough. I haven't really let myself think. I haven't written out how I actually feel. And so many people who took this course said that it was completely life-changing and they revealed a lot of things about themselves, about them li- about their lives, about their relationships that they weren't really looking at or they were avoiding. And it's about having those tough conversations, not only with other people, but really with yourself and knowing that you have the tools and the access to the tools. And we're going to teach you all of the tools that you need, not only to move through things, but to actually thrive on the other side. So you guys, I would love for you to join the Aligned community. It's such a special group of human beings and you get lifetime access. This is nine different modules where you're going to be working through each area of your life at your own pace. So you might need something on abundance. You might need more on you know money. You might need more on your purpose, on your tribe. This is where you can really go deep on exactly what you need and make sure that you're not missing any of your blind spots if you are feeling stuck or if you are wondering how everyone is doing it and how they're managing it all. This is a truly honest course about how to have a thriving life and manage and deal with all of the different problems that do come up in your life and understand that not everyone is going to support you and not everyone is for you and you are not for everyone. And that's okay. It's finding your people. It's forgiving yourself. It's creating a life of abundance and choosing your own purpose and your happiness. So you guys, you can go to becomealigned.com. That's becomealigned.com. And you guys know that because you're listeners, I'm going to give you an awesome deal and an awesome discount. And I cannot wait to see you in that community. And also let me know if you join because it is such an awesome, awesome uh, community. And also I'm really proud of this course. Chris and I poured our heart and our soul into this. Everything that we've done, everything that we've learned, we've invested so so much into ourselves that this is everything that we have applied in our lives. And if you want to know how we've done it, we put it all on the table. We've put it all in this course. So if you want to know, go check it out at becomealigned.com. So let's get into the show. 
You need to be a good communicator because at the end of the day, being successful in business, no matter like what industry, whether it's tech, it's influencers, it's beauty, you have to be able to maintain and build relationships. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have Allie Grant on the podcast. Let me just tell you, I loved talking with her, not only because she has built an extraordinary business, but because she is an epic leader who leads the way that I want to. She launched Be Social in 2012 as one of the first agencies executing integrated influencer outreach and collaboration. Today, the communications group is headquartered in Los Angeles, specializing in digital forward campaigns for lifestyle, wellness, and beauty brands and talent. With Ali at the helm, Be Social has been named one of Inc.'s fastest growing businesses, spearheading digital campaigns across influencers, social events, and publicity. Accolades include PR Week, The Innovation 50, Forbes, Huffington Post, Fashion Monitor, The PR Closet, PR Culture, Bulldog Reporter, Daily Front Row, so many more. Be Social is a member of the Professional Beauty Association and the PR Net. The firm supports and is partnered with the Freedom and Fashion Nonprofit, which uses the arts of fashion and beauty to empower youth overcoming trafficking, homelessness, and other injustices. I love that she has taken something that she was interested in and really wanting to be able to work with the people that she wants to work with and create an epic business, not only being able to do what she wants, but help who she wants and help epic epic people that she loves working with. So guys, I had a blast talking with her. I had so many takeaways. I actually ordered uh the book that she recommends on here and is having my I'm having my entire team go through it right now. So she truly shifted some things for me right away. So let's get started. Ellie, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. So I have I, I just like have so many questions for you, but first of all, <laughs> literally I have a list of questions here that I'm really excited to um, ask you because I love what you're doing. I love how collaborative it is. I love um, just the the whole idea of what we get to do now with so much freedom um, in social media. So it's such a fun conversation to have. But before we do that, just so everybody knows, kind of what. Um, it is that we are going to be asking questions around what do you do? How'd you get into it? If you could share a little yeah. bit with us. Yeah, of course. So I'm Allie. Um, I founded a company called Be Social. Um, we've been in business for about seven years. Um, for the 
initial few years of you know being in business, we focused mostly on uh, brand clients and kind of working through their influencer strategy. Um, and then about like three years into the business, I kind of flipped the model a little bit, and that's where we started representing influencers um, and kind of helping them through their strategy, through brand partnerships, through monetizing social media, helping them build podcasts and brands. And and now today, Be Social does just that. So we have two arms of the company: one focused on brands, one focused on influencers, and. It's fun because they all get to work together. And um, we have an office here in downtown LA. I have a staff of about 20. And really right now, I'm kind of in scale and growth mode. (laughs) So what's coming up around that? Like scale and growth mode. Isn't that just... It's like the exact place you want to be, but also the place where you are like expanding before you feel ready. And that can be a super uncomfortable place. So... While it's yeah. everything that you want, what's coming up that's like, oh my God, this is stretching me right now? Yeah. I mean, I think with a business like ours, like essentially in the service business, right? We service brand clients, influencer clients. So, you know, people is what we need to scale this business. We need really great employees. We need hard workers. We need people who live and breathe this and care about you know, our clients as much as I do. So I think, you know, the biggest challenge on my plate right now is really just the hiring process, getting employees, uh, making sure they're the right fit, training them, growing them, and making sure they fit into our culture. And, you know, if they do, making sure they love working here. Cause, you know, at the end of the day, the job market is so good right now that they could work anywhere. Um, so that's kind of what you know is challenging me right now and is on my plate is just that hiring process and you know growing our staff so we can in turn um, you know get more clients on board. Mm. So I love what you talked about. You're talking about you know just making sure it's a good fit and the the energy and the way that they show up. How do you create a culture, even if you're a small business? Because there's a lot of people who listen who maybe are in the first phases of starting a business. And then there's some people who have a much larger business. But how do you decide? Maybe you don't really have a culture structure yet, um, or you are small. Maybe you're making your first two or three hires. Like, How from the beginning do we start to say, this is really... like? How do you keep getting that morale up? And how do you keep getting people on board for what you... you know, The vision that you hold? Yeah. And this has been challenge day one. I started my business at 23. I had no professional management experience. Yeah. And so that you know posed like a huge challenge for me because I didn't have the prior experience. And obviously the growth of my company was like very much based on, you know, nurturing these employees, growing them, you know, getting them as invested in what I was trying to grow as I was. Um, so I think that is, you know, such an important lesson as a founder of a company. And I wish I had taken a step back and, you know, taken some management courses and learned a little bit more about what that really means. Um, because I had tons of failures in the beginning. I, you know, I wasn't the best manager. I didn't have tools and processes in place that allowed people to be successful. Thankfully, over the you know <laughs> seven years I've had the business, I've been able to create those processes and learn and grow from others. But I think what has really helped us in our organization is putting 
you know, executive team members in place who have really great management experience. Um, and if you don't have the capital for that, I think, you know, there's tons of management books you can read and like really just like absorb and grow that way. Um, I always think, you know, one-on-one time with the founder of the company is very important for new employees. So day one, sitting down with them, letting them hear your vision, going through some sort of deck that shows what is your vision? What is your mission? What are your goals for the company? They really need to believe in you and what you're building to be invested in the company and to do good work for you. Mm. Oh, this is this is so good for me to hear right now. Um, so <laughs> as far as like when you were talking about, you know, having systems in place for people to be successful, uh, what do you think some of those actually were? Like, do you have some things that you can actually name that you were like, you know, people, I was finding a lot of people were floundering or didn't have direction because of X or, you know, I couldn't yeah. get people to be excited because of what? Yeah, I think really what employees want from the founder or their executive team is transparency. And I think that was something that I didn't realize till later on. And so really being clear about, you know, what are the rules that you know, go in your organization? What are the can'ts and can-dos? So building something like a really strong handbook that outlines all of that and going through that and sharing you know, whether that's mission, values, vacation time, I think the more they know and the more, you know, they feel empowered to understand everything through and through about the company um, is extremely important. And I didn't have something like that in place. I didn't even know what an employee handbook was when I started my business. So something like that's really important. Um, you know, tools in place that allow you know people to do project management is really important. Reviews, yearly reviews, um, and having goals and things to achieve that are attached to that, I think, are really important as well. Because someone doesn't have goals in front of them, it's really hard for them to feel like they're being successful. And when someone's not feeling successful, they don't feel needed. Um, so it's kind of a spiral from there. So. Employee handbook, having clear set goals, having annual reviews. Those are kind of of some of the things that I implemented that I felt really made some drastic changes. Mm. I love that. So tell me about now with scaling, like things that you are doing to grow yourself um, as the, you know, the, the leader and really expanding more. Yeah. I mean, you know, big steps for us this year is like, hiring an executive staff and people who have had years of management experience. I feel grateful that I was you know, able to do that at this stage in the business. So really excited about that. But I feel like every single day I'm learning and it's whether I'm you know, reading something on Fast Company or I'm you know, getting a book. I think there's so many resources out there to really... you know increase your management experience and know know all. But again, like every day there's a new challenge, right? So I think that it's somewhat a kind of learn by doing process for me. Mm, Okay. Favorite business book or some of them? So my favorite business book is Radical Candor. Mm. Have you read it? No, but I've heard of it. Like it keeps coming in my sphere. So I'm getting it today. Thank you. For me. And then I finally sat down and read it. Read it like two times now. I've had all of our managers in our uh, company read it. And then we had kind of like a little book club and where we discussed everything we learned from it. But I think the biggest lesson in that book for me was realizing that at the end of the day, we're all just people. Mm-hmm. And to be like 
radically candid Mm. and kind of this balance of being professional, but having empathy. Mm. And so I think that oftentimes, especially for like we uh, females in business, we kind of feel like to have power means you need to be, have this sort of bitchy mentality because that means you're powerful. You know, we saw that in like movies and things like that, but that is so not the case. Like you can be a powerful leader and be kind, have empathy and care about the people uh, you employ. And so I think that was something that I, that really stuck out to me in that book and really shifted my dynamic. It's like, I don't need to be, you know, wildly tight and, you know, have this way about me because I'm in a leadership position. It's like, I just assumed that because that's kind of what we see in our like society a little bit. So um, that to me was like super interesting and definitely something I've tried to implement. Oh, that's, that's super exciting. I can't wait to read it because one, I'm, I'm definitely going to, and I'll be like, I will check back in with you and tell you everything I thought about it. Um, (laughs) so, because so much of, I, I just think everything in life, like mastering business and mastering, you know, personal relationships and romantic relationships, so much of it is just communication, like really learning how to communicate and just learning how other people communicate and allowing people to like, or allowing to realize like, oh my God, this person is bringing a whole slew of experiences and, you know, backgrounds with different people with them. We think we're just meeting this person, but we're actually meeting like a thousand different people and 10 million different experiences. So how do you, when you are, you know, because you're leading a group. So how do you show up as the leader, get your point across with love, but also keep people like, keep people working and on the vision, even when it's not theirs? Like, how do you get across the importance of, you know, moving things forward and keeping your vision going forward? Like, how do you get them excited? Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's very challenging, but I think what certainly helps is celebrating the many successes along the way. Um, and really, when an employee does something really great, like letting them know how valuable they are and how that, you know, benefits the company and like, their piece in this, you know, end game essentially. Um, and I guess, you know, part of that is me being vocal, caring, understanding, being, being in meetings, you know, asking how people are doing, you know, looking at me and seeing that, you know, I put in a lot of hours, I work really hard and celebrating all of that success we have along the way. But I don't know, it's, it is really, really difficult. And it's a fine line of, you know, everyone liking you, but also really respecting you and understanding what you're building. And um, I'm definitely challenged with it. But I think if you can crack that, (laughs) you have a very successful company. Mm, And there's that line of how do you, you know, you want your, you want your employees and your team to like you, but also I I so feel you. I'm like, but also you want to keep this like, uh, just like a, a respectful boundary for their life, right? And for your life. So do you, when you're celebrating, like, do you pay attention to how people want to be celebrated or do you just have things implemented um, in your office that like we're celebrating this way with a lunch or a dinner? Or how do you do that? Do you specifically figure out how people want to be celebrated or what's something you do around that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I wish we could do it like individually, but we've kind of just put some structure in place. Mm-hmm. So we celebrate things, obviously birthdays. Um, 
We also celebrate milestones like work anniversaries. Mm. So, you know, whether that's, I think right now what we do mostly is, you know, send flowers and we have a, you know, a card that everyone signs. But I think just like recognizing those small things are really important to people. Uh, and then, you know, there's, you know, yearly, uh, you know, holiday parties and things like that. We also use something called uh, Bonusly, which is a peer to peer recognition software. So uh, people can basically give bonus points to other employees for certain call outs and things that they've done. Um, and that's been a really fun, like interactive way for people to kind of, you know, showcase what others are doing in the, in the office. Mm. So what feels fun for you right now? Like what feels really fun in your life? And then what feels not as fun? <laughs> um, okay. So fun. I mean, I, I truly like every morning walk into the office with so much excitement. Like I love seeing my team, the work we're doing. That to me is just so exciting. Makes me happy. I think the future of the company and what we're building and you know the opportunity that's in front of us has me so excited. Um, on more of like a detailed level, I think some of the product we're building with some of the talent is really exciting. So kind of creating our own IP, which is mm. really fun. Um, and then on the flip, in terms of what's kind of like you know not so great, I mean, I definitely... I'm in a stressful industry and I think I certainly have sometimes imposter syndrome. I you know, look at what others are doing and feel competitive. Um, so I think just trying to learn to be excited about where I am and not stress out about where I need to be is kind of what I'm working on right now. You're in such a, I mean, well, welcome, welcome to, you know, being a human <laughs> and high achiever. Um, I, it's so nice to hear just, you know, I've had a couple other interviews today and it's just, it's such a theme of like just remembering to pull back and stop comparing and like get back to that state of like joy and what really, you know, get, got you to this creative place in the first place. So how do you, um, kind of get back into your zone of like what makes you work the best and what gets you back into your creativity? Yeah, that's a really good question. Cause I think that, you know, little things can throw me off. And it's like if one bad thing happens, I kind of feel like defeated. Mm. And I've, you know, been working on that, of course. But I think it is like the just the little tiny successes of, you know, maybe it's a new client signing or um, a really great, you know, influencer placement or what have you. I think you know, seeing those and seeing how excited the clients are based on the work that we're doing really gets me like back in it and like energized again. But if we're talking like not work stuff, I think literally just like throw me on a treadmill for 20 minutes and I am like good to go after. So I think just like a dose of endorphins. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's so huge for me. Like, I just know when I'm like, um, I'm going to go take myself on a walk. Like, yeah. <laughs> must leave situation. I'm turning into like the Hulk. Like, I can feel it coming yeah. out. <laughs> okay. So, you are in a super, you're in a super fast moving industry where things like really, you know, uh, you do a lot on social media, correct? If I'm totally understanding, like, things change really quickly. So, how do you educate yourself in that market? Yeah. Um, I mean, things literally change all the time. Uh, we've been able to make you know partnerships with companies like Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. So 
they're kind of, you know, feeding us best practices. Mm -hmm. So of course that's extremely helpful. Um, I always try to go to conferences within the space. Um, I'm always reading like Inc or Fast Company or, you know, anything online. You know, I follow different Instagram accounts that, you know, share knowledge on this topic. So I'm always just like observing and learning. Um, but again, it's like, you know, there's going to be stuff that we miss at the end of the day. But I definitely challenge, you know, all of my staff to be aware too. Like, obviously, for example, TikTok is something that I feel like is exploding. So it's like my head is spinning on how do we get ahead of that? How do, what does that look like for our influencers? You know, let's get our influencers on TikTok, let's get them monetizing there. So, I think just yeah, being aware, reading, absorbing, um, and obviously like the data and information we're getting like directly from these social platforms is really helpful as well. Oh Lord, TikTok! Like I, I've been listening to Gary Vee a lot, and I'm just like, oh shit, because um, I look at it and I feel really lost, thinking how do I fit on this platform? So I can only imagine how you feel. Like how do your people fit on that? So do you think it's a matter of like? fitting or is it a matter of like taking what is already, you know, what, what your influencer or person is already great at and kind of like, what does that, what does that look like? God help me. Yeah, no, it's interesting. So we represent a beauty YouTuber and um, she recently launched her TikTok. So she really just repurposed her, like, I think it was IG story or IGTV content and uploaded it to TikTok, which was really just like quick mini makeup tutorials. And one of them went viral. I think it has like 20 million views right now. Um, So really, she just kind of started posting what she typically posts on her other YouTube and IG channels. But I do think, you know, TikTok really is... It's obviously video quick form, um, is really based in music, dance, and comedy. And so I think if there's, you know something in that space that you could fit into, I think that would be your best bet. But again, I think you, you know, there, I see chefs on there creating quick recipes. I mean, you know, I think it could be really anything. You just gotta like do, you know, <laughs> keep up with it. God, that's just like anything. Like, it's just kind of like, I don't know, get on there and try. Just see what you can do and figure it out. That's how I felt with Instagram. And now like we all have it figured out, you know? Right, exactly. So what do you see in the world of I, I you know I think there's so many people listening to this who are either starting a small business are influencers are speakers authors um what are you seeing is like best practices for people to get their message out into the world do they need like do we need help like do we need your help or where where are we at with that Yeah um so we work with a lot of like startups uh whether you're a brand or influencer starting out and I think certainly going with a company like ours an agency communications group will really help you get set on the right foot um you know we have these pre-existing relationships we have strategy that can back some of your choices and really it's like you know having a, a marketing team essentially that's outsourced but again, that takes like capital investment, and not everyone can do that. So, you know, if you can't hire an agency like ours, I think there's tons of resources out there, like podcasts and books and things, to help you launch your business. 
But I mean, it kind of depends. I think, you know, something like editorial or media placement is pretty like niche and specific. And, you know, the success of a PR agency is really based on their very deep rooted relationship. So going out and trying to pitch and get your own placements is going to be pretty difficult. Um, I mean, same with the influencer space too. It's really, you know, based on relationships. Um, For influencers starting out, I always recommend like do this on your own. Like, proof of concept, see if like you have what it takes to create content that's interesting for people to follow and engage with. Like at the end of the day, not everyone can be an influencer, you know? Like there's only a handful of people, not a handful, there's there's thousands that (laughs) do it, but it's not for everyone. And I think you have there's like particular skill sets that you really need to have and as a creative eye and you know understanding content and you know reading social analytics and really having like a point of view that's interesting and different. So I don't necessarily think like if you wake up one day and be like, I want to be an influencer. I don't think your first step should be calling a company like ours. I think you should go and just like we said before, just do and try and see what sticks. I love that. So have you recently had um, maybe a lesson that's happened in your life that has like uh, you know, randomly shown up, but has drastically changed the way that you perceive things. Like, it's just like, oh my God, like this is a huge lesson that I just took away from this, whether it was something positive or super negative. Yeah. You know, I think I often like get in my head about like wanting more success or, you know, doing this and like never celebrating where I'm at now. And I think, you know, I've had like a handful of, you know, people DM me recently who kind of let me know like, you know, what I'm doing is so cool and they look up to that and like little moments like that where I'm like, I am so grateful for what I've built, what I'm doing and where I'm going and I really need to like live in the moment and be excited about that. And I think just kind of seeing others I guess, recognize what I've done kind of puts it all in perspective a little bit for me. So I think that's kind of something that I'm, I guess, excited about or working on or or whatnot. <laughs> Man, I think the, the conversations I'm having, I don't know if it's just because I'm kind of surrounding myself in this realm as well yeah. of like just really getting grateful for what is. And it's really quite incredible. I'm sure you're experiencing it too. Like, what you attract when you are in that state of massive appreciation for the present moment. I'm like, is it getting easier because I'm attracted? Like, it's not that it's easier. It's that I just feel like I'm not pushing as hard in certain areas because now I'm just grateful. Yes, 100%. It's such a a good way to look at life because it's like, you can't always be chasing what's next. You know, you have to enjoy what's here now. Oh my God. Cause you realize you're like, wait, I'm just getting older waiting for that next thing. <laughs> maybe I should, maybe I should just really drop in and enjoy what's going on right now. So if I was a fly on the wall with like a group of your best friends, best girlfriends, whatever, and you guys were kind of like masterminding about your biggest dreams for the future, what would be coming up in that group? It's kind of funny because, you know, some of the talent I represent have also become some of my best friends, which I don't always recommend to people, but it kind of just happened. So, you know, we are like, you know, working on different product ideas and, you know, things within the space, specifically beauty, which we're all really excited about. But I also think my close friend group, it's interesting. We're all um, like 30, 31 and 
we are not married. And I think that that to me, and not in like serious, for the most part, serious relationships, we've all kind of like focused on our careers. And, um, you know, one of my best friends is a really successful um, celebrity hairstylist. And I think we're all at this point now, it's like, okay, we've built this empire. And like, what about like our personal lives? Uh, And that doesn't necessarily, we need like men in our life. But I think, you know, allowing ourselves to kind of let go a little bit and like, you know, go on vacations and do fun things and not always be just on the grind. Mm. It's kind of what I I like really have been paying attention just to my like my friend life. I'm like, oh my God, because I I am married. And sometimes when you can also be with a partner and have this great business that you love, you forget that it's actually a super essential piece to have really great friends that you love to connect with, you know, every other week or whatever that looks like for you. But like, I think there's always this piece that will be you know, forever working on. It's like you put your focus on one bucket, one's going to start to empty out a little bit. So as soon as you guys shift your focus on that, it's just going to be, you know, that's how it works. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so what do you do to um, just keep yourself really grounded every single day? Oh, <laughs> I'm like... I'm not like a super humble person, but again, like I deal with like imposter syndrome. So I'm never like, Oh, I'm doing so great. I'm doing this and that. So I feel for the most part, like pretty grounded. I love to make fun of myself. I'm a pretty silly person. Um, so I feel pretty good in that space. And I think like, if I like step out of it, I'm like, Whoa, you need to relax, Allie, like take a step back and like calm down. Um, for the most part, I think it's just like, you know, being silly and funny and like laughing at your, at yourself. Mm, that's my favorite. I'm a Sagittarius. It's kind of what uh, we just like. When's your birthday? Uh, December 6th. Okay. I'm like uh, Scorpio, but I'm on the cusp because okay. I'm November 21st. Oh yeah. My husband's I'm- November 24th. So... Yeah, he's like, he's literally, I think, like, first day of Sag. And for sure, like, I, which I actually love, like, Scorpio traits. I feel like I, I get to, like, like experience them through him as well. So anyway, we could talk about that all day. Um, yeah. <laughs> what do you have, like, potentially, if you have any, which you're human, so I'm sure you do. But what is, like, a, a small block or limitation that you can kind of... It's, like, something in your mind that you're trying to remove that you know you know, when you're in the way of yourself, like you're actually the person in the way or that this thought process or this past story is in the way. Is there anything that you're still really working through? I know you talked about um, imposter syndrome can come up for you. um, But what is something that you're doing to get past that particular block? Yeah. uh, I mean, I'm super indecisive and I feel like in business, that's not great. So I think it's, you know, believing in myself and like understanding why I'm making the decisions that I'm making and realize like at this point, I do have experience and I have done some of this before. And knowing that and trusting that I am making good decisions. And I think too, it's... I have this like... (laughs) I don't even know how to really explain it. But I feel like I have this like really strong like gut sense. Like I know everyone kind of says that, but when I can like instantly like read someone, like if they're bad or good or what their intentions are or all of that. So I think I've been like trying to like read into that more and making decisions based on this like gut instinct I have and like 
typically my decision on something, the first thing I think of is like what's coming from my gut instinct. And I'm like playing and leaning into that a little bit more, which I think will help me, you know, make better decisions moving forward. Oh my God, you're speaking my language. So let me let me ask some questions around this. Like okay. what does that feeling for you come up as? Is it like, like, you know how it's like internal little either red flags or you're like, oh, I'm not sure. But what is the difference between... And this is... I'm sure you're in the same spot of trying to figure this out. Like yeah. I try to figure out when I'm getting a moment of... I'm actually in one right now where I'm deciding if I want to go and do a particular thing with someone or yeah. like... But I have a small flag, but I'm not sure if it's from a past story that I'm bringing into it that doesn't actually have anything to do with it or yeah. if it's really my intuition. You know what I'm talking about? I totally know. And I think obviously, yeah, like it is another story. It's another experience that is like going into one that doesn't even relate to that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to distinguish the two. And that's really what I've been like trying to figure out because <laughs> you know, I will like, again, like go into business with someone on something or, you know, a, a friend relationship that's getting weird. But <laughs> I think if you see like more than one like red flag, it means something. I think that I'm always one to like not be, I guess I'm kind of like not trusting initially. You know, I really want to feel that person out before I trust them or would want to work with them or whatnot. So I don't know, but like just listen to it, I guess. And I feel like if you have one red flag, that's not enough. But maybe if you, you know, get down the line a little bit more and another one pops up, then maybe that's time to kind of reevaluate. Kind of where I'm at too. I'm like, all right, well, if anything, we're going to learn something, right? Even if you go into it, I think so. Okay. So here's the thing like, I, I talk to so many people, like women especially, right? Because that's who I talk to a lot on this podcast. And um, I find even with the listeners, like, we go down this rabbit hole where you're willing, like, you just acknowledge, like, okay, you know, even if I make the mistake, like, I'm going to learn from it. What is that? How do you, how would you tell someone to adopt that mindset of, you know, you just need to make the decision and move forward, even if it's not, you know, the decision that you should have made? It's not necessarily a mistake because it's all a learning lesson, but people are stopping themselves before they even start. So, what's something that you would tell someone just to like freaking start, even if they know it's going to be mistakes and their heart's going to be broken and they're going to screw up and they're going to lose money? Yeah. I mean, like I said, like learn by doing is like the biggest phrase that I've like really owned in my life. And it's, you know, there's like decisions that, you know, come to the wire that I have to make. And I'm not sure if I'm making the right one, but at the end of the day, you kind of just have to like pull the trigger and go one way or the other and know that, you know, some of the most successful people got there because of all the mistakes they learned from. And that makes them a better person in the end. And able to accomplish so much more in the future. So I think it's really... I mean, it's part of business. It's part of relationships. Part of life is making mistakes and learning from them. Um, I think you know a good lesson too is not getting so like bent up over the mistakes you make. Like no one is perfect. You're going to make mistakes. And that's just is what it is. And not having this like pressure to be picture perfect because no one is and you're not going to be. Oh my God. This it's so powerful that it's it, like accepting and owning mistakes is probably it's my whole theme of this year to just make uh decisions faster and accept whatever is because 
you know, depending on stories and backgrounds and wherever you're from, I noticed like this in what was coming up for me. I just want to hear like kind of what has come up for you in the past around mistakes. Um, what came up was like the more that I kind of like sabotage myself or make myself feel bad or shameful for mistakes, like it was almost like it was paying for something. And I noticed a bit of like an old religious tie. And I was like, oh my God, that's so interesting that I feel like the worse I feel, the more yeah. repentant I am. And that's like not the case at all. So kind of shedding that story. So do you have a, sh- a story that you are kind of shedding around like looking, you know, stupid or making mistakes yeah. or how do you accept it faster? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I think still challenged with that, but I just, the fact that like, you don't need to be perfect and it's okay. And I think you know, I've always been someone that's like, wants to be perfect and everything has to be like a okay. And like, I had to get good grades and I had to do this and that, and I had to follow the rules. And I finally feel like free of that. And I think it's a really good place to be, you know, like it's, I had all of these like expectations for my life and they're not anything what in terms of what I thought I would be, you know, at this age, but it's different and it's exciting and it's, frankly, better than what I thought. So I think just, you know, if you put expectations in front of you and you don't achieve them, that's okay. Because you can, you know, achieve bigger and better things in just like a different way. Mm. So where do you think that came from? Like the wanting to be perfect? Was there like a particular instance in your life? Or was it something that you translated from how you grew up? I don't know. I... I don't know where it came from. I think I was the older of the siblings. I was the oldest. I have a younger brother. So I think I always had to maintain this, you know, I'm the older one. I know this and that, and I'm gonna boss you around. And you know, like it's just kind of like how I was being young. And then, you know, I got into sports really young, so I was really competitive in that way. So I think it kind of comes from I guess that. And you know, my my parents were, you know both successful in business and, you know, they were really involved in, you know, my sports and all of that. So I definitely had like goals and expectations set for me, um, just like from my family, which I was, you know, excited to achieve them, but nothing like super in particular, um, that comes to mind. Okay. So I'm going to make you think on this one. I don't even know. I wouldn't even know what mine are yet. So I'm going to ask you, um, (laughs) what, (laughs) what are, Three uh, traits that you think make people uber successful in business. Communication. You need to be a good communicator because at the end of the day, being successful in business, no matter like what industry, whether it's tech, it's influencers, it's beauty, you have to be able to maintain and build relationships with people. So strong communication skills... I think passion is extremely important. Um, you know, you have to be the first one up, the first one working on it, the first one executing on something, and really like love and you know love what you do at the end of the day. And then third, you know, work ethic. I think some people think that like owning your own business means oh you get to do whatever you want. There's tons of freedom, mm-hmm. but it's not true. I mean, you're really chained to your business at that point. I used to work at a different agency. I had a 9 to 5. I would leave at 5 p.m. and check out and do whatever the heck I wanted. Now it's, you know, yeah, I'm here in the office 9 to 5, but like I never turn off 
from the company and its issues and its successes and everything that's involved with it. So, oh, I love those. Awesome. What do you think makes a person or a product? I know you you said you're excited about some products that you're working on. What do you yeah. think makes a product like go viral? What makes it popular? Oh man, I mean, I think look at the why. You know, I always tell people this and it's if you're going to launch something like what is the why behind it? Why are you launching this? What makes it different? What's unique about it? Why are people going to buy it? So, I think if you have a really strong why, I think you're going to have success that comes with that. Uh, if we're talking about like social, you know, success and going viral and things like that, I mean Obviously, having great content and being active on your social channels and being really creative with the you know type of stuff you're posting and putting out there. But I think if there's like a really strong why surrounding whatever brand or product you're launching, I think that will really help guide you. So, how do you get that across? So, you know, for people who are you create strategy behind essentially products and influencers and things like that. So when you're creating a strategy, you get the why down and then you basically just like what how do you sit and create a strategy around that? Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I know how to answer this one. Um so strategy like behind that why essentially? Yeah, like okay, so here we have the why. So we've all sat around and talked about it. We know the vision. Now how do we get this out into the ether? Like how do people tangibly understand the why? Yeah, and I think that's like a really strong communications plan. So I think that starts with understanding, you know, the ins and outs of what you're building, like articulating that why with really strong copywriting and that, you know, that mission or you know vision for the company needs to be speaking throughout everything you do starting with your website your social media your influencer your editorial your events um your branding so i think you know obviously determining that why and then what does that mean to consumers and who is your target consumer and why are they or could they be interested in this product and kind of brainstorming around that it's so crazy because it's like getting that message in so many different modalities like you know and and where are we consuming so instagram is like very much bite sized so they only see portions of that story so right. when it comes to kind of like strategizing it's like kind of looking at the whole just for i know so many people who have different businesses that you know they're marketing it's like they kind of end up getting completely overwhelmed because they don't know how to put that into more of a bite sized plan and then like no you're actually breaking it down daily, yeah. right? Like you're actually implementing these things daily. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. And like every little thing you put out as a brand is, you know, speaking to who you are. So that's why I tell people on social, it's like, yeah, it's just an Instagram post, but you know, that's part of your brand. That's a piece of your brand that you're putting out in the universe for people to read and review. So from top to bottom, it all really matters. And, you know, building that, building a strong brand. What do you think the strategy is behind getting people excited about content that you post? Like, what are the key things that have to be in a post to make other people want to be a part of it or share it or like be attracted to it? Yeah. And this has shifted so much. Like, you know, that, like rewind like two years ago, a year and a half ago, I'd be like, beautiful content. Like, right. you need to 
in a photographer and beautiful editing and you have to curate your grid and do this and that. And I feel like I've completely shifted my thoughts on that. And I think obviously a lot of that has been learned from you know Instagram and talking with their team and learning from them. But what people want at the end of the day is just like real authentic content that is relatable. So I feel like that's why we see kind of influencers taking off that create like in the moment content. It might be on an iPhone. They're really good at doing stories that follow them throughout the day. And it feels like, you know, they're taking their followers into their life in a way that doesn't feel fake or unauthentic. So I think people are just like really craving, kind of relating to someone online. Like we live in a such a like chaotic world and sometimes a really scary world. So at the end of the day, you know, being able to follow someone that you feel like you're part of their life in like a real way, I think is like really interesting. Mm, that's awesome. So total shift, but if someone was to ask you like what what makes a person? Like what makes a person a like happy or successful person? Like what are some life lessons that you've had? Like maybe two or three life lessons that you just feel like have really carried you and kept you in a, a positive or like successful place with people and in business as a human? I mean, there's certainly things that, you know, really used to get me upset that don't anymore. And I'm trying to think why, why that is. I do think honestly, turning 30, like shifted my mindset a little bit. And I think, you know, like stop caring about the things that just don't matter and really invest in friendships. Like, you know, I spent a lot of my 20s building a business and um, not investing in like my, you know, female friends and my friendships and relationships. And I think now I'm at a point where I'm like, oh no, you know, like that was a huge mistake. And I've definitely like lost friends along the way. And, you know, I'm, you know, I like, invest in the people in my life now. And I'm like really working on that because it's not like easy to maintain a relationship and you have to put work in, whether that's like romantic or friendship. So I think that was kind of a big lesson for me and you know something I'm still working on and just like valuing valuing the importance of friends that like really care about you, regardless of like what's going on, support you and um, you know, aren't competitive with you. I think that is just something I was craving. And I've thankfully really built a good circle of friends that I truly value. Mm. And also family, you know, I think just, you know, spending more time with my parents and, you know, my brother who just moved up to Los Angeles, um, you know, stuff like that. It's just like simple things that are just... <laughs> going on a walk with our dogs and my parents, like that stuff where I'm like, I am so happy doing this, you know, like it doesn't have to be, everything in my life doesn't have to be like fancy or in your face or in, like related with influencers and things like that. It's just like sometimes the happiest moments are the most simple moments. I think remembering that's important. Well, those are some pretty damn good lessons. <laughs> yeah, that's really beautiful. I, I'm in, I am so right in that phase with you of just like, Wow, like so valuing the those in between moments that are so small and just like peaceful and your family and your friends. I love that. Like uh my husband and I always talk about 
You know, there is such a thing as like when you invest in relationships, like that's the thing that's going to pay your life back, like beyond anything you can ever imagine. Like whether, you know, sometimes we have these intentions of like, oh, we can do this with them or that with them. And it's like, man, when you just really invest in the person because you enjoy them, I also feel like that's where so much of the other gold happens as well. Like it's so powerful. So thank you for sharing that. So how do you, because nobody is immune to like, you know, um, people judging them, people hurting them, super close people in their life, maybe feeling like they've had betrayals. Like this has literally happened to everyone. So how have you gotten over? Can you share an experience um, of a, a past hurt or betrayal and how you got over it and how you also like went back into a similar situation, even though there was fear around it? Yeah. I mean, I, like I said before, I'm like not a super trusting person. So when I let people in my life, like that means I've really let them in my life. And so they know a lot about me. They're really involved in whatever I'm you know, doing. So it makes me feel like a little vulnerable, I think. And I had a recent experience with you know someone that was working with me and things kind of ended pretty poorly. Um, and, you know, initially off the bat, I was writing this person off, you know, like I was done. I was like, I want this person out of my life. Like I don't want to mend that whatsoever, like on to the next, which I think in some cases is a good way to be because some people just don't change. And it's good to like cleanse yourself of those people. I think in this instance, I also was recognizing my failures and the, you know, the problems that I had in this, you know, relationship. So I, you know, made the decision to mend it. And I feel like really like strong in that. And like I feel really empowered. And I was really excited that I was able to forgive and forget and like to move on and also recognize the failures that I had in that situation. Mm. So I think that is something that I feel like I learned a lot from because, you know, right off the bat, I was like, nope, I'm done, like writing this person off. And, you know, I did not talk to them for a few weeks, kind of let things settle. But, you know, now we're good and like things are back to what they were. And, you know, I have to realize too, people make mistakes. And it's like not everyone is going to treat you with 110% good intentions and positivity. So, and it's like, you know, I've done the same to others in the past. So, you know, why wouldn't I forgive in this situation? God, that is just like the most beautiful spot to be in is that massive self-awareness. When you look at a situation, it's so easy, especially if they did something shitty or shady or whatever, like to not own it. But then the moment of like ownership of, oh, I totally definitely had input into that. Like we can mend so many of our relationships, I think, if we started taking more ownership of different things. So what would yeah. you say is your like absolute zone of genius? Just something that you're so proud of that you know that you are capable of doing that you've really started like embracing recently? Are we talking work stuff just, or just... Just any- who you are as a, a human being. Like something that you know you're really just good at. Yeah, I think I'm pretty good at being positive. And I think that I'm kind of like, you know, an energetic, happy person, like deep down. (laughs) So I think that that's something that's like different and unique about me. And I think people gravitate towards me because of that. And, you know, I try to make the good out of certain situations. Obviously there's times when I'm like so angry and upset and stressed and have anxiety, but (laughs) I try to be 
you know, the fun loving, happy person, funny, make people laugh, you know, type of person in situations. So yeah, I feel like I'm good at that. Mm. Yeah. Well, I feel like you're a super positive person from this conversation, Um, (laughs) which is so powerful as a founder and leader because it's just like people look to you, right? They probably like you set the tone of the office, I'm sure in many ways when you walk in. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, has been such a evolution too. Like, you know, going back to what I thought a leader should be like as a female, you know, Mm -hmm. and shifting my perspective and quite frankly, like letting myself be me, Mm -hmm. you know, like I am naturally a funny, silly, like open, happy person and learning to be that type of person in leadership has been like very freeing. Mm -hmm. So how do you walk into like a high stakes situation where you try not to put so so much pressure on yourself or you know uh, maybe pressure on an outcome, but maybe you're meeting someone who makes you nervous or maybe you really want to get a client, but you're trying not to attach. Like how do you prep for a situation like that so you show up your best and speak from your heart? Yeah, this is like, I kind of always do this. Like if I'm going to be speaking on a panel or pitching a new client or going on a podcast like yours, I don't like to prepare for it because I feel like if I overly prepare and I study and I think through things and it's like, I'm not really speaking from my heart. I'm speaking from like the notes that I was reading last night. <laughs> I do my best when I just wing it. Like obviously there's research on like understanding who the client is and you know what their brand's all about and all that. But I think just like stepping into it and like trusting I guess what I'm gonna say at the end of the day is kind of my what's been working so far. Wow, I love this. There's like it's so funny when I talk to people on a certain day, there's like such a theme of the day. And so much of today was like so much of what you said was like trust and you know, really learning to trust ourselves more. And I just I think that that is so beautiful. And that's some of the scariest things we can do. But also I think it's where all of our power is, is when we can really learn to trust and just accept that. So I'm so, so grateful for everything you shared today. And I'm wondering if there's anything, like any last words that are coming up for you around, um, you know, something that you want to leave people with who are kind of teetering on the edge of like a big goal or a big dream or starting something or leveling up. Yeah. I think just do it and like don't listen to your fears. Don't have self doubt. You know, the most successful person in the room also feels that way. So I think just go for it, just do it and learn along the way. Learn by doing. You're going to be okay. So beautiful. So where can we... I'm, I'm like so grateful for the conversation today. I, literally, you are like one of the... It's just like such a fun conversation with women just like you doing exactly yeah. what you do. So thank you so much. It was just like so um, eye-opening and I just appreciate who you are in the world. So where can we find you, follow you, work with you if we want to do that? Yeah. So my personal Instagram is just Ali Grant, A-L-I Grant. And then my company is just at the social group. Um, and we are at besocialgroup.com. So bunch of info there. Awesome. And Allie, I always end on one last question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So you are in like a super brief interaction with a complete stranger, whether it is on the sidewalk or whether it's in an elevator and they just look over at you and they ask you, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? <gasps> I think be you, accept mm. yourself. 
It's so beautiful and it's so simple and damn, it's so true. I'm still working on that. So (laughs) all right, you guys, if you loved this podcast as much as I did, make sure you text it to a friend right now. And you guys, until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought and honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, all I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. 
Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthday.com slash Lori.